0: That's why I decided I'm going to murder my mother. But I didn't feel that I had to face what I had done ever.
1: He killed 33 times. I'm the king, man. I decide who
0: does what and where they do it at. So next time you see me, I will kill you. All right, so we are back again this week. Uh, has it been a week? It's been like two weeks. It's
1: been something like that.
0: but Something like that, but we're back now. Uh, I'm a father now Which is pretty crazy Yay Sorry I'm eating a banana right now I'm trying to eat healthier Because I have a kid now So I'm eating a banana Oh
1: yeah you don't want to die When he's young you
0: know Or at all Like I'd rather not die at all Right
1: right So yeah you got a baby boy
0: Do have a baby boy Noah Alexander Uh, How many days How how new is he He's uh, Shit like Almost two weeks It'll be two weeks on Friday I mean three weeks on Friday
1: Well, that's cool, man. How's uh, how's fatherhood? Is it as exhausting as I imagine it?
0: It wasn't, but like, Elsa's been getting exhausted. So like, sometimes she doesn't want to get up at night. So I get up with him, and then like, I have to go to work the next morning. So it's like, it gets exhausting. But I mean, it's not as bad as people made it out to be. Right, right, right. Well, people made it seem like I was never gonna sleep again.
1: Well, people are complainers.
0: Yeah, people always exaggerate that kind of stuff, which is annoying to me. But, uh, should we start the show? I think we should start the show. Yeah, man. It's getting stale
1: around here.
0: Let's get into it. So, hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Mason Jar Chronicles. I'm Corey, and I'm joined by Johnny. And this episode is going to be interesting, unless you did the research for this episode, which we did, um, because it's super fucked up. Uh, But today, actually, I should preface it with this. We have done this episode. Not Johnny and I, but uh, Jessica, Derek, and myself did this episode. It was our first episode uh, for the podcast. And I don't know. I, I want to redo it with Johnny because it's a little different. We have a different kind of back and forth uh, sort of banter. Jokes are a little bit different. So, And he's going to be the permanent host now. So I want to get it, you know, a clean slate. So he's on every episode. We're all good. There's no confusion for new listeners or anything like that. So we're going to redo this episode. But today we're discussing Ariel Castro, who kept uh, three girls confined in his home for 10 years. He kept them uh, from 2002 to 2013. Uh, now, all this information is coming from the John Glatt book, The Lost Girls, which is a really great book uh, if you have time to read it because it's super long. Uh, he kind of goes on and on about some stuff. But, uh, yeah, let's get into this uh Let's get into this dude's life Some of this is going to sound like it's from the first episode script uh, Because it is uh, But at least, you know, the jokes will be uh, Kind of fresh, hopefully Hopefully Johnny can provide some funny jokes here
1: I like to use the same jokes I like to Just recycle <laughs> just, the same jokes
0: Just over and over And that's why he's such a hit at parties
1: Right, right You're like, I oh, let's People, hear that one again let's, You know that one that you told us before? Like, we really like that one
0: Oh, look, it's 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 uh, same joke, Johnny. That's his nickname. Same joke, Johnny.
1: You know, it wouldn't surprise me if that was a real thing. I feel like no. my, I talk so much that uh, it's, it's likely that I repeat myself a lot and without even knowing. So.
0: But I mean, if a joke is good, you might as well say it again. You know what I mean? Like if someone hasn't heard it, I repeat jokes all the time because they're funny. Yeah. When you're funny, you're funny, dude.
1: No, I mean, I get it, but even the same joke over and over, I don't care how funny you are, I mean...
0: Well, you don't say it to the same people over and
1: Well, over. no, no, but, you know, my circle of friends is pretty tight.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't really have a whole lot of friends either. Except for all you guys listening right now. We're all friends with you guys.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, so I don't leave even us know who to there's a, there's a couple of people I know, but... Uh, I mean, I I don't know the etiquette with shout-outs, so but I, I yeah, uh, dude,
0: shout out all you want. Who you want? Who, give us a shout out. Who you want to shout out to? Well,
1: be well, uh, our good friend Gentry.
0: Yeah, Gentry. Yeah, she we said worked she with her advance from time to time. That's great. She's super cool and like traveling the world and living a way better life than all of us. So dude, thanks.
1: She, she may argue with you, but she's one of the raddest people I've ever met. Like I uh, no,
0: Gentry's super cool. I'm just super jealous of the life she's living.
1: Well, I I think she's back in AZ. I don't know what she's doing, but. uh... Cause I know she was back and forth from California, cause her and I graduated yeah. the same class at ASU. Right. So, mm-hmm. but I'm not really sure what her degree's in. But yeah, man, she, uh, she, uh, she tends to do what she enjoys doing. So that's cool.
0: Yeah, Gentry's super cool. Shout out to her for sure. Um. So yeah, let's hop into this. Uh, Ariel Castro is a motherfucker. Uh, but he was born July 10th of 1960 in Puerto Rico to Lillian Rodriguez uh and Pedro Castro he had two elder siblings Marisol, Alicia Pedro Jr and a younger brother O'Neill which he only has one name I don't it doesn't say anything about him having another name in the book or any other research I've done it just says O'Neill mm. which is strange
1: well I mean two names isn't I've met a few people but yeah it's not a very common
0: Yeah, I don't know anybody with one name. I don't even know anybody without a middle name. I have a middle name.
1: I, uh, no, no, I'm gonna gonna look at it. And it says, yeah, I mean, originated in the Middle Ages in Europe.
0: Right, Uh, which that makes sense.
1: Yeah, but it, I mean, had a lot to do with, like, your baptismal name. Uh, Oh. You know, I mean, there was.
0: I don't have one of those
1: Of course back then Yeah I mean You uh, you wanted to, It was Your name was your legacy So
0: Right a, a lot care, went into
1: Yeah a lot went into Naming your Your children Unless they were girls
0: and Then you don't care about
1: them It was always Mary or You know. Or Jane Which never understood Like I <laughs> We don't have to go down this road But
0: <laughs> Let's just hop in the rabbit hole I guess uh, Mary was Middle Eastern Is it? Oh yeah, Mary was Middle Eastern. That's what? true.
1: Yeah, but how Middle Eastern is Mary?
0: I don't know how Middle Eastern is Jesus. Well, because Jesus uh, was Middle Eastern. Also. Uh,
1: I mean, and there's I mean, there's a whole lot that's questionable about that uh, too. We're not going to get
0: into the um, you know, the background of Christ. No. No, no, no not, not, not this, this one. not this time. No. Tune this in next time. This is the Castro episode, remember? Oh,
1: oh, oh my bad. Yeah.
0: Got See, it. See this you confuse the seas, the Christ, and Castro. Yeah, sure. I, it's it's cool. It's a huge confusion. No, not on this episode. All
1: right. Well, um, two name, two name Duke.
0: <laughs> two name Duke.
1: Yeah, 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 it's
0: two names, and it's okay. kind of like Deuce. All right. No. Uh, I'll work on that. One. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's. You should just go back to the same joke, Johnny. I'll take
1: uh, it out. Yeah, yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. Don't don't say that one again. Take right that out up. of the. Okay. It's so the Castro family was pretty well known in Dewey, Puerto Rico, where Castro was born. They owned most of the land in a section called La Parilla. I think I'm saying that right. It's got two R's, but I can't roll my yeah. R's. Give it uh, a try.
1: Give it a try. Just one roll. Ah, no, man,
0: I can't. I can't do it. Par. I see. I can't do it. Okay. I have to like use like the back of my throat. It's uh, weird. It's like gargling. Sound
1: more like a sick cat. But
0: but right yeah. well, okay. I tried you know no like, I like a,
1: a for effort for sure
0: okay but alright so La Padilla we're just gonna say it like that I'll throw a D sound in there
1: but I think that's uh, what it is
0: Castro was born in a wooden shed had no electricity or running water and almost all the food was cooked over coal so he's basically camping for his whole life which is pretty cool I like camping uh, maybe not as a newborn but you know
1: no I think it'd be well I don't know Kids don't know any better. I have
0: a newborn and I would not want to take him camping.
1: Well, no, I think camping with a newborn for the adult would suck.
0: I don't think you're supposed to take a newborn camping.
1: Well, no, I mean, you're, yeah, I mean, you're limited on, you know, uh, sanitation yeah. and uh, Plus various Plus, he doesn't do shit. It wouldn't even be
0: fun. It wouldn't even be fun with him. He doesn't do anything.
1: Well, no, he's not going to appreciate it.
0: <laughs> no, it's fucked up. I'm going through all this effort. He's just going to sleep or oh, cry.
1: Oh, oh, yeah. That's
0: what I'm saying, dude. I feel very taken advantage of when it comes to my baby.
1: Well, I think every parent feels that way. Uh,
0: a lot of give, you know, not a lot of, not a lot of take on my end.
1: Well, no, I totally get that, and that's one reason I don't have any kids. is because I don't, <laughs> I don't have a whole lot to give right now.
0: It's whatever, man. It's cool, you know. He's yeah. he's cool enough. Well, so when Kashiro, when Castro was young, his father had an affair. Uh, which later he would leave the whole family to be with the mistress, who he also had children with, which is a huge mistake. You never leave your good standing family for, you know, a side girl. That's stupid. Right. You shouldn't even have a side girl. You should be loyal to that's, I your think that's significant what, yeah, that's other. What I that's what say. I was getting at. I went all the long way around, but that's yeah, what I was getting at. For sure. Um, but Castro later goes on to use this as a reason for his "quote unquote" insanity because he was "quote unquote" abandoned. Whatever, dude. My dad died when I was nine months old. You don't see me locking people in my basement. I don't care. Right, but I think
1: a common thing for uh, people that uh, are manipulative.
0: Yeah, let's get into that because you. Uh, well, they t- you studied that kind of you know. Well, they tend to. School.
1: If I'm going to do something that's unacceptable by society, uh, you want if, to
0: shift the blame.
1: Well, exactly. But if I'm called out before I shift any blame, I want to normalize the behavior. So if I try right. to normalize it, uh, it's more accepted by the people around me, and it's not so much an issue.
0: Even though they still don't, right? Going I mean, it, it. it but doesn't you, matter. In your head, it seems like they are.
1: Yeah, it doesn't matter how asinine the act is. Uh, the, the the perp is probably Going to be able to justify it After a right. while
0: I mean whether makes it's sense. attachment Take issues Take it till you or, make it
1: Yeah I mean I don't know if you'd apply it to this one
0: um, Yeah not this one Because I mean he goes kind of off the rails When he goes on about you know why it's not his fault What he did and all that shit he,
1: Yeah I mean it, yeah I think a lot of it was uh, There were a lot of issues During childhood and it just naturally yeah. stemmed into that. And he, but yeah, it's it's a thing, man. People do shit, and then rather than accept uh, responsibility and ownership of the behavior, uh, it's easier to say, well, you know, I'm not the only one that does it, or these people have done this, and this, this. Yeah, you know I mean? kind of like like when you get c- in
0: trouble as a kid, and you're like, well, my friends did it. You know, that's why I did right. it. Right, you're
1: not blaming any one person. But you're
0: shifting the blame away from you. Yeah, you're trying to make it okay what you did. Normalizing it. Right. Yeah, we got right. we've got that. We came all full circle. We came cool. all the way around. So around this time, whenever his uh, dad left, this is the time he... It might have been a little bit after. But this is when Castro claimed he was sexually abused by a nine-year-old when he was five. Uh, he would later bring this up many, many times to Amanda and Michelle, uh, really playing the victim, you know, saying like, well, it happened to me too, you know, like where... We're the same, except I'm doing it to you. It doesn't make any sense, but somewhere in his brain, I guess it kind of did make sense.
1: Well, it's, I mean, you're just transferring the behavior. I mean, it's just like a kid who's mistreated at home or neglected or abused. He's probably going to go go to school and bully in a lot of instances. You're just... Right, he's just, it's like a learn it's a learned behavior. So yeah, I mean, you, you, you're treated a certain way for so long.
0: But you can't really, in this instance... That's how you know instance, how to treat people. In this instance, though, you can't really consider that, like, an excuse. Well, I'm not one for any excuses. I'm
1: just saying the behavior is pretty textbook as far as uh, prior experiences.
0: I'm not saying that people who are physically or sexually abused, like, don't have, you know... I'm not saying that they don't have issues with that I'm not saying that it's right you know I'm not saying that that doesn't fuck somebody up but there's plenty of people who have been through that and they don't go on to do things like he did
1: well I would like to think that uh, overall humanity is pretty resilient yeah, for and the I, most part. I say that because I consider myself an extremely resilient individual. Um, I agree. Not that I've overcome like the worst hardships imaginable, but uh, like everyone else, I have experiences uh, and I feel like the, the more challenging ones I both overcame as well as learned from or gained right. some type of information from it. Uh, so I feel like it's not so
0: much an excuse. It's it's just being able to uh, face. Kind of, I guess, maybe relate to them. Sort of is another thing. You right, might have but been these individuals. I
1: mean, he. I think he's just he wasn't a resilient dude. I think it just comes not, back with not at all. He wasn't. Able, he didn't deal with it the way that it needed to be dealt with because it happened. I mean, shit happened to him. Okay, it was out of his
0: control. Yeah, um, it sucks. I, but, I'm sad that it happened to him as a child. But there was yeah, there was no coping. Uh, no, I feel bad for strategy. the child of as Ariel Castro, but I do not feel bad for the adult. Right, but
1: it's just it's it's you know when you're treated like that as a kid and you have zero support,
0: uh,
1: you know who's there to it kind you of scaffold kind and of guide you up. as you tend yeah. to uh, get off the path as a result of.
0: Man, we're re- we're getting real serious on this episode. This is not a funny episode. This is well, I mean, this is serious
1: stuff. I don't know. I feel like I spend a lot of my days like talking about behavior, just because of. No, dude, I love it. It's great.
0: I think it's a good. I think it's a great. I love it. I said that twice. (laughs) Well, (laughs) that's how much I love it and how much you just love
1: it. But yeah, uh, um, (laughs) yeah, man, I think, I think we're all a little fucked up. But,
0: yeah, uh, everybody has their own little but, things that have happened to them, you know. And you yeah. might not even know. It might be a suppressed thing, you know, that like – or. But it, that's what I was going to say. I think
1: I think overall we've gotten pretty good at uh, uh, masking, how we really With feel that, and And your think. brain
0: will literally repress a memory if it's like too hard to handle. Too. Right,
1: and that's why suicide is always such a shock because, you know, someone who's feeling or thinking the way uh, someone who's suicidal is – they're not going to be vocal about it. They're going to have a. a, a they're going to be doing a pretty good job of disguising it.
0: So, but if you are feeling suicidal right now or at any time, you should definitely turn to a friend and get some help. There are people that care about you. I just right. have to say that because we're talking about suicide, and I feel like it's necessary. You can call the suicide hotline. No, there's I, always people there to listen to you.
1: Yeah, no, and I totally get that. I just feel like I feel like I'm completely useless when it comes to someone who's having negative thinking. Uh, just yeah, I mean, I'm not going to talk to anyone useful, about it because I can't relate. Yeah, you can't,
0: and you can't talk to anybody out there about it. You have to ask be somebody you confide in, or better yet, somebody who's trained in. Well,
1: I think out, dealing even with outside of self harm, you know, we're pretty reluctant to take advice from someone who. Can't, can't uh, that Reddit relate post to I it.
0: sent you yesterday, remember that? Right, right. Oh, that but, was some serious. But that's shit. the thing.
1: You and I can't relate to that. So Not that extreme me, no way. Me trying to give advice to someone who needs something in that situation. Uh, it's probably going to go in one ear and out the other, or I'm going to sound incredibly arrogant, and it's not going to come across
0: the way I'm trying to get it. So, you know, what's really crazy though is Ted Bundy worked for a suicide hotline for years, and he actually saved people's lives.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if he so, saved anyone's lives, but he did connect with a lot of girls. He also killed a lot of girls. Yeah, I mean, in that's, a very
0: crazy way, that's for sure. So let's get back to this dude here. Um, we're not talking about Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. He, the Gary Ocasio has nothing on Ted Bundy. No.
1: It's just weird and sadistic in its own way.
0: Yeah, it's pretty crazy stuff. Um so not only did he claim to be sexually abused, but he also claimed his mother abused him by hitting him with a belt. Uh and I actually have abused in quotations here because uh says so she hit him with a belt, sticks, and an open hand, which and she said he she verbally abused him as well by cursing at him and yelling at him. Now, Johnny and I are both from Texas. Which is the South. It's a, its its own type of South, I feel like, though. Um, and I'm sure at one point or another, we have both been hit with a belt. I know. At least I have. I don't know about you, Johnny. Have you been hit with a belt before?
1: I can probably count maybe two or three times as a kid I got the belt. And right. I, and I can tell you I... I can count on I, one
0: hand. Right. But, like,
1: but, but I can tell you I deserved it every time. I got it. Uh, right. And I will say that, I mean, for me, it helped me figure out all right well i did this i don't like that this <laughs> happened so yeah i just i naturally just kind of adapted to that however it goes back to being resilient i mean not every kid that gets a belt knows how to react to it in a way that's going to uh right he could have uh, seen it he it be as okay later yeah yeah no i mean especially if you know it's it's not just the belt it's verbal abuse it's I'm sure there's I'm sure if it's the belt it could be other you know
0: miscellaneous items laying around the house that can be lifted no it does there's other the types book, of abuse going on. The book didn't say like if she was hitting him on the belt when he was bad or if she was just doing it just to do it you know what I mean
1: right but given the like the, the information that it has provided about you know uh, the generations of abuse in their family.
0: Yeah, but I mean, back then I feel like everybody was getting hit with stuff. I feel like abuse was there was a lot, lot like thicker line between abuse and discipline back then.
1: True, but I mean, something was different.
0: Definitely, yeah. I mean, I'm not and saying and I feel that like you the verbal abuse because I mean, everyone's doing and you,
1: it. I mean, if we're talking, it's pretty subjective. But I would say that I mean verbal abuse attached with any t- other type of abuse is going to be. I mean, it's not even comparable to just getting the belt when you're a little shithead, you know what I mean?
0: Right. No, yeah, no.
1: My dad wasn't uh, yelling at me and calling me names while he was uh, letting me know, hey, if you do this, you get the belt. It was pretty informative and educational.
0: Yeah, my dad uh, said he didn't really care for it. To be honest, he didn't. He didn't right, and he did I get that. It, yeah, and, and that sense. might be why be I only got it did. like
1: two or three times. You know. Uh, yeah, it, I'm not. Yeah, I wouldn't say that it was my dad's favorite thing to do. But he, discipline was never his thing anyway. He just, right. You know, there were a couple times where I kind of put him on the spot and he had to deal with me. But for the most part, <laughs> he was the laid back dad that didn't really. Uh, he either thought it was funny, or. You know, he did or is still doing that same thing, so he couldn't be upset about it.
0: My dad was the opposite.
1: Yeah, no. There wasn't a whole lot of structure.
0: Right. So, after the separation of his parents, his mother moved to the mainland, uh, USA, obviously. Uh, in Reading, Pennsylvania. And in 1966, she sent for her children to join her in Reading, at 435 North 2nd Street. Um, I don't know how common this was for like the parent to go and then the kids to come later. But, I mean, it makes sense, I guess, if you're moving from like basically another country because Puerto Rico so far. Right. I think um, – but in 1970, Lillian Rodriguez would then move her family to Cleveland, and they would live at two 2346 Scranton Road. So if we have any listeners in Cleveland or near Cleveland, uh, go check that out, man. I want to see what this house looks like. Send me a picture of it. Scranton Road. Get there. 2346 Scranton Road. Now, I could look it up on Google Earth, obviously, or Google Maps and do the street view, but we want to hear from you guys. So... We want to see that picture, please. Yeah, go
1: there, take a picture of you drinking a 40 up front, and then send it to Corey.
0: I don't know the the relevance of the 40, but yeah, I mean, or any beverage that you want to drink, you can drink that.
1: It's always an appropriate time for a 40.
0: Okay. So her ex-husband, Pedro, and his brothers... Uh, were living there also and doing uh, pretty good. P- Pedro Sr. had opened a used car lot. His brother, Uncle Ceci, had a grocery store right at the end of Seymour Ave. And his other brother opened the first Latino-run record store in all of Cleveland. So it sounds like the Castros are doing pretty good for themselves in they were Cleveland. They're a pretty now.
1: established family, yeah. I mean, they stayed productive and they were they were self-made people, man. They definitely they were, worked hard.
0: Um, but not all would work out completely. Work. Because in 1971, Uncle Ceci had his mom and papa bodega raided by the FBI. Um, Which, is, I don't know. I mean, I feel like the FBI only gets involved in uh, real serious shit. You know what I mean? They don't just come down for some, uh, you know, some things being stolen from your store. They come down for, like, real shit. Right, right. They're not getting involved with local crime. Yeah, they don't give a shit. This is, like... Like federal shit. So they seized cash, numbers, records, and guns from eleven. Are you, are, you, are you good? Straight. You good? Straight. Okay. So they seized cash, numbers, records, and guns from eleven people, including Uncle Ceci. Uh I don't know what numbers is. So I mean, were they cash, in the store? Records, guns. I get. I don't know. It doesn't say. It doesn't say in the book. It just says this part. But they seized uh, from 11 people, including Uncle Ceci, Berto, and Pedro Castro. However, no arrests were made. Um, I guess it was a different time, maybe.
1: Yeah, maybe no, that's weird. But the thing is, like, okay, so they were raiding, but
0: were they gun runners or was it
1: a front for something? I don't know.
0: Like, what? Maybe it was like a – maybe they were laundering money or something. I don't know. But, I mean, <laughs> well, typically, all you that shit pump. had to be there. yeah. I mean, the, so, the business is
1: obviously just a front for something else.
0: But it has to be. That's the only thing that really makes sense.
1: I mean, a grocery store is way more nonchalant than a dry cleaners.
0: Yeah, no. One does I mean, it a seems like a lot more store. work
1: than a dry cleaners.
0: I mean, because I mean, you can deal with produce, you got import-export shit. I mean, yeah, you got like all kinds of stuff. But I mean, I don't know, man. It didn't say anything. Huh? It just said that. So, uh huh? Let's, So Ariel Castro. So while he was in junior high, I know we're kind of jumping around here a little bit. uh, But while he was in junior high, he got suspended uh, for touching a girl's breast and fighting other kids. So this shows that like even then he like was still like really forward with women, you know, which he obviously became very, very forward with them later on in his life. Well, it's not like his social skills regressed. He never developed any. Right, exactly. He has very bad social skills, um, but maybe not because he was really weirdly, weirdly outgoing. Uh, he did sports, which I guess doesn't really say a lot. Because I mean, I think Dahmer, I think Jeffrey Dahmer played tennis. Yeah, I mean, you could be
1: weird and social, man. I I feel like I'm a little weird and I'm social. You're a little quirky sometimes. Right. I mean, just I. You're uh, like Zoe Deschanel. I have empathy, and that's what separates me from a guy. Yeah, like that's Aaron what makes you
0: not a sociopath. Right. Exactly. Um. But that's what his thing
1: was. Yeah, the social thing. Uh,
0: But he's not... He's not a serial killer. You know what I mean? Like, he's not like... He's no Jeffrey Dahmer. He's not like... Killing animals and pissing his bed. No, but he's a serial rapist.
1: He's a... He's... A manipulator. I mean, he's...
0: He's not a nice person. I mean, he's That's not literally sure.
1: killing anyone, but, like, spiritually and, like, hum- humanistically, he's... And emotionally. Dude, he's destroying these young girls. Yeah.
0: I mean, at least Dahmer killed the people afterwards. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say that one is better than the other. They're both bad, but, I mean, these girls have to live with this forever.
1: Right, right. No, he definitely stole something if it wasn't a, a, a physical life.
0: Yeah, Definitely. But... Um, but, I mean, he definitely lacks a lot of empathy. Is You have to be f- lacking all empathy uh, if you're going to keep girls locked in your house for ten fucking years.
1: Right, right. I mean, that's the only thing that makes this whole scenario make sense. It's
0: Yeah, there's no like way that. you feel for other people when you're doing something like that. Right.
1: It's um,
0: insane. But, uh everyone claimed that he was just an average guy he'd say he was smart despite his poor grades which uh, I, w- I wouldn't say that Ariel Castro was a genius no he's he's not like Ed Kemper where his IQ was a no a different type of killer
1: level. man or a different type of criminal
0: yeah definitely he was more of just a you know maybe he was like a book smart Ed Kemper was like basically a fucking genius
1: right but I think Ariel Castro's type dude he only read what he had to
0: yeah, just to get by and, get and, the and grades. what he had to
1: read, I mean, he was probably thorough, but
0: yeah, he, well, he didn't get the he grades. Knew he had A grades. lot about a little. But uh in high school he joined his first Latin band, Los Stenos, which uh is important because that's going to keep there? coming up. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yo. Yeah, sorry. That was weird. Okay, Lucas, can you cut all that shit yeah, out? i just go back to... What,
1: what was the last thing you heard? Well, I guess it's just starting now, because I was still talking.
0: Yeah. So, in high school, he also joined his first Latin band, Los Stanos, uh, which is important because that's going to keep coming up, uh, him being in a band and playing bass and all this stuff. So, right. Uh, he also began drinking and smoking weed, but I mean, who doesn't do that shit in high school?
1: Right, and I don't think that's a gateway to
0: what he was doing. Yeah, to serial raping and yeah. such. Uh, But everyone just referred to Castro as a regular guy. He went on to graduate in 1979 with a C average and a GPA of 2.15. Fucking nailing it. Well,
1: I mean, it's Uh, a C average, but (laughs) whatever, bro. He barely Uh, got through
0: school. Hey, man, he made it, okay? Give him some credit. You know,
1: uh, shit, man, as meaningless as my bachelor's is, no, I will not give him credit for a high school diploma.
0: (laughs) (laughs) After high school, he would play weddings, bar mitzvah, any kind of gig he could get, Uh, and he was making quite a name for himself in the Latino music scene uh, there in Cleveland, which like I said, it's going to keep coming up. Like A lot of things that Ariel Castro does revolve around him being in these bands and playing music and shit, and that's how he meets a lot of the – not the people that he kidnapped, but some of the people that they are associated with. I if think, I'm not giving away too much here. I think
1: it, I don't know, maybe it's connected to his want for, you know, he liked being the center of attention, he liked being He did loved like being adored, the center of attention.
0: That was know? something that everybody said about him. He always wanted to be in charge, and he always wanted to be the center of attention. Like, dude, you're a fucking bass player. Get in the back, you know? Right, like, but as far as, you Go know, stand next to the drummer and twiddle your fingers and just, you know, stay out of it. Yeah, but as far as relationships go... He, yeah. No. You know, you're
1: not always going to get that in which what he wants. So, I mean, you basically have to well, kidnap a girl and What he wants is pretty fucking just, demanding. Right, but if they're there all the time and they never leave mentally, that could be comforting for him. You know. Yeah, I mean, he's not that, getting
0: quote unquote abandoned again.
1: Right. Right. I mean, no, because yeah, it definitely stems from some type of attachment issues that were caused by mom.
0: But from your perspective and your knowledge on the subject, would you say that if someone had gotten to him early enough and gotten him help that none of this would have ever happened?
1: Well, I wouldn't by any means say that I'm qualified to give any type of professional advice. Give me your educated
0: bachelor's degree advice. I would say
1: say that uh, early intervention is a huge part of development. I would say that uh, any kind of Uh, just early, just head on approach to any type of negative behavior or, uh, thought process. I,
0: yeah, it definitely would have,
1: it definitely would have Because you're
0: correcting the behavior before it gets out of hand.
1: Right. I feel like, I don't know. I don't know what textbook says. I kind of always ignored it, but I feel like if we, by age 12, we are, uh, a huge part of what we're going to be as adults, you know, as far as like the 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 train of thought and the way we conduct ourselves, it's going to progress ideally uh, with age. But I think if you're a
0: fucked up little twelve year old, you're probably not going to get much better. As well, you're
1: probably going to be a sixteen year old asshole, you know, and then you got a car. You're driving all your little 16-year-old asshole friends and then you're 21, likely to have a rap. You know what I mean? I hate to stereotype because, uh, you know, like I said, I'm not qualified to say anything. But on it's that not here,
0: stereotyping but, if you're right.
1: Well, I like to be right. I, I like to assume I'm right. But, uh, yeah. Like I like to be right. But to answer your question, yeah, early intervention, uh, it's a huge part of education, especially special ed. It's, the, the you know, the... It's a it's a huge victory when you go out to the community and you find these young children with uh, learning disabilities or physical disabilities and they need uh, certain services, uh, and and you're able to provide that uh, either by the time, if not before, school age years start, you know, because it, it's only right. going to help them uh, later on. You know, you're not this struggling junior high kid. Uh, you, you you've you've gained. Uh, an understanding of a few more concepts than someone who was left to their own devices or wasn't uh, sca- like it you know, wasn't supported, or you know, it just goes back to scaffolding kids during you know the learning process. And if you're not there to 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 support that, they they can get off track and you know start kidnapping girls when they're older.
0: But it makes sense what you said about you know if you're a fucked up twelve year old you're going to be a fucked up sixteen year old and then you're going to be graduating. Yeah, and that's once, not so always true. It's just
1: again. that's just that's just like the cynical side of me.
0: Well, no, uh, that's my but that's my caveat into. I would say what Gary Castro is doing at this time.
1: I would say a change in behavior is not impossible. It's just improbable for people, and uh, behavior just doesn't change that drastically. So yeah, I mean, I believe we can change over time, but it's.
0: It's not an overnight thing. No.
1: But, you know, he was was 12 and already exposed to a lot of uh, negative behavior. So, you know, those are important developing years. Exactly. So you're just going to carry that into your young adult years and you're just going to be a fucked up dude.
0: But at this time, he's spending all of his money. He's blowing all the money he's making off these gigs on cars, shit for, you know, Shit for cars, motorcycles, and other, you know, instruments and shit like that. What the fuck, man? Why does this keep happening?
1: I don't know. But I finished what I was saying, so we can just start now.
0: Okay. So, at this time, he's he's out of high school, and he's just blowing all of his money on stupid shit for cars, motorcycles, and, you know, other stuff like instruments, things like that. Um... And then in early 1980, they moved again to 1619 Buera Ave. Uh, So it's like a mile down from where they already lived. If you're in Cleveland, go check that place out. I want to see it. And this is where he met Gromilda Figueroa, um, who lived across the street, unfortunately for her. Gromilda. Gromilda, yeah, it's a pretty not great name. But uh, of course. Beautiful name he's all into the music scene he plays bass all this stuff so of course he invited her to hear him play and like a week later they started dating grimilda was born july 30th 1963 so she was just three years younger than castro and she was also born in puerto rico she moved to new york with her family when she was 16 and then later moved to cleveland again unfortunately uh she didn't graduate high school uh astro had castro had that upper hand on her i guess Um, But she wanted a relationship and a family more than anything, which is what she got from Castro, I guess you could say. She got the literal term for that from Castro. Hmm. So all the family members, as far as her mother and father, approved of her relationship with Castro at the time. uh, She lost her virginity to him. And once that happened, her mother basically made her move in with Castro, telling him, quote, you must take her now. Which I think was common for the times, definitely. Right. I don't. It's definitely not like that anymore. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. No. I don't think it was more of a, uh, as much of a, an, a disownership than it was an actual. I also
0: think it's a cultural. Thing it's a responsibility
1: as well. now. Like you've like these are the decisions you've made, and this is the life you've that done you this, lead. so
0: you have to do this now, kind of thing. Yeah, it's you're old enough. You're you're grown up enough to do this, so you're grown up enough to
1: right, right. I mean, do it's, this other thing. It's incredibly wrong, but yeah, that's the way shit used right. to, and a lot of people still think that way.
0: But literally, the night that she told, literally the night that her mom told Akasha that. Grimelda moved in with Castro and his family's home which was literally just across the street so not a whole lot of you know she didn't have to run a U-Haul or anything
1: no just a couple of trash bags
0: yeah maybe a backpack or two duffel bags something like that yeah um but they didn't get their one-bedroom apartment, so they didn't move out until Gormilda got pregnant for the first time with Ariel Castro Jr., which, again, it comes back to that carrying on your legacy and your name and shit. I think it's lazy to name your kids after yourself, to tell you the truth.
1: I think it lacks creativity, but I get it. I mean, I'm the third. Yeah,
0: it's lazy, man. You can name your kid anything in the world, and you choose your own name. I don't know, man. I just think it's I will lazy. say um, – I mean, as much as I'm not
1: going to name any offspring I ever have, the fourth – uh, it's, it's a fucking honor to be named after my grandfather, dude. Like that dude, like the most American, most badass individual I have known or ever met. Like I, I, I carry that dude's name and he's still, dude, he's 94. He's about to be 94. And he's just, he's a fucking, he's a badass dude. Still gets right. He's got more friends than I do. And he's, a, he's an old Navy World War II vet just a fucking oh – just a man's 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 man. So that – yeah, being named the third for me isn't necessarily a, a bad thing. But yeah, since I don't own a dynasty or run an empire, I, I'm not going to name – have any
0: other reason to carry on your – Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm not going to name my kid the fourth.
0: Right. It's, so Casher worked as a drill press operator at the time while still playing shows and making a name for himself in the music scene. And then on September 27th, 1981, Ariel Castro Jr. was born. And this was also around the time that Ariel Castro Sr. started abusing Grimilda. And her sister said that it seemed as though he felt she was her pro- she was his property uh, after the baby was born. Which I mean, that's crazy. But I mean, in a fucked up mind, I guess like that, you know. You can see how that could be. Right. I mean, I guess. <laughs> I don't get it, but I can see it from his perspective. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Which is his perspective. When trying obviously. to get into
1: the mind of this fuckhead.
0: Yeah. I'm not saying I don't condone make it in any sort of way. I need to uh, verify. It. I need to put this out. Yeah, I yeah. do not condone it one bit, but trying to get into the mind of Ariel Castro... It makes I sense. can see where it made <laughs> sense in his fucked up brain process. There we go. Is that clear enough that I don't condone that nonsense? Crystal. Okay, cool. If it wasn't clear, it just I don't condone it. Uh so, so this, you so you do condone it? I do not. Oh okay. Don't. Do uh, not condone it. I am it. not with the abuse of anyone. Don't hit anybody. Don't hit anybody. Don't hit people. Use your words. Yeah, man. We're not fucking animals. So <clears throat> I feel like this is kind of where he began his quote-unquote training for the kidnappings um, as far as the rules he set and things like that. And I just want to also- say
1: that when you said his training, I immediately started thinking a really badass montage
0: of him like running around. Of and, him like, doing like all the kidnapping really training drills. I don't
1: know what kind. Of, well, I mean, I don't know what kind of drills those would be. <laughs> he has
0: like he has like mannequins in his backyard. He's grabbing them and throwing them, like to the side right, like, right. as quick
1: as he can. You've seen how fast he can unlock and lock shackles.
0: I do <laughs> like, There's like a really he's cool eighties band, band in the background. Yeah. he he's at got his front door, door with a stopwatch and runs to all the doors and starts locking them as quick as he can. Yeah. And yeah, then he and probably, and
1: and then you see his his frustration when he doesn't make the time.
0: Yeah, he gets really upset with himself. Yeah, dude. So anyway, montage. Uh, He's practicing his knots. Yeah, rape training. <laughs> okay, let's. Uh, that's, that's basically what it was. Like, like sort of. I mean, this was more of like he had a baby control. with one of them. No, 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 I'm saying this part we're getting to right now is more of him like. Oh, we're talking about senior. The way yeah, he, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so. This was his training for the kidnappings, I feel. Uh, he told Grimilda she could not leave the house without his approval. Uh-huh. And then when she did, she had to wear long dresses so men wouldn't look at her. Foolproof. I mean, that makes perfect sense. Right, right, right. Uh, he told her where she could get groceries and what she could buy. Uh, which, I, I mean, that's not that crazy. I mean, if you're as long as it's consensual, you're both consensually making the grocery list. Yeah, you know I think if you're, you're
1: budgeting, do? it's acceptable.
0: But, but if you're like, you need to get honey buns, and if you don't get honey buns, I'm gonna punch you in the face. That's that's too far. Right, or you that's know, prohibiting
1: someone from buying something that they want to buy. I mean, that's, that's
0: yeah. True. I mean, that's crazy. Unless you you know you're counting pennies, you know, then you know don't do you know, be going crazy at the grocery store. Right. Get the oh, get the great value honey buns. Yeah, yeah, dude. Get the bag of cereal. Okay, it's the better buy. Yeah. It's better. It comes with more cereal, and it's cheaper. I mean, it's cheaper. It's not cheaper at the register, but it's cheaper in the long run because you would have to come back sooner to buy the other cereal. And it took me so long to understand this. When I was a kid, I just wanted the Captain Crunch because it was Captain Crunch, and now I eat the bag cereal. Hey, man, counting money is hard. And I don't even like Captain Crunch anymore. I don't care for it. I like Honey Nut Nut Cheerios. I'm an old man now. See, I like the bag cereal,
1: and it's Captain Crunch, but it's... uh... It's got the berries with the marshmallows on it. Berries and marshmallows? I don't know that one. Dude, it's dope. Check it
0: out. I'll have to to check it out. Um, So she was not buying bag cereal or any cereal, probably. Uh, No. Sometimes he would pretend to leave the apartment and wait downstairs to try and catch her to go out uh, without his approval. And if he did, he would beat her mercilessly. Which we see this again when he kidnaps the girls. He pretends to leave the house to see if they try to escape. Right, it's just a it's a it's a form it's of conditioning. conditioning. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like how you train your dog not to shit on the floor. Right. Except it's people, and it's fucked up. Right. <laughs> so he even got to the point where he told her what she could and couldn't watch on TV, and he hated the Cosby Show because he hated black people. Um, I said that really flippantly, but it's bad. That, you know, it's. I think it's strange that he did because being a minority himself, you think he would feel some sort of Sympathy, but this is Ariel Castro we're talking about and he lacks all empathy.
1: I don't know, maybe he already had his suspicions on Bill Cosby by then and he was like I don't Ooh, know. Maybe
0: don't, we should have listened to Ariel Cash. Locking about this him guy. up in prison. Well, no,
1: he, he, he wasn't there for very long, but we'll get to that.
0: Yeah, we'll get to that. Um so he would this is this is what he would do. He would come home, run his hand on the back of the TV, and if it was warm he would check the T V guide different time to see what was on and if it was something he disapproved of he would beat her I'm like what is that noise what are you doing it's really loud whatever it is that you're doing what was it it was like <laughs> grinding. <laughs> I don't know when, yeah, it was really loud whatever it is I'm just gonna read that part again. yeah just
1: bag it up. In the <laughs> sorry
0: it's definitely what it was I though, don't know I, it? I don't know what? Okay, well, that's bullshit, but all right. I'm just sitting um, here. <laughs> so he told her what she could. <laughs> Whatever, you go. So he told her what she could and couldn't watch on TV, and he hated the Cosby Show because he hated black people, uh, which is strange because him being a min- minor, oh my god. go i'm so annoyed maybe we're not supposed to record today what the fuck is going on (laughs) no we're doing good okay so i'm gonna start over again okay so he told her what she could and couldn't watch on tv and he hated the cosby show because he hated black people which is strange because him being a minority himself you would think that he would you know sympathize with other minorities Uh, but it's Ariel Castro so like we said earlier he lacks all empathy right right so it makes sense that he would you know not care but this is what he would do he would come home he'd run his hand on the back of the TV this is a different TV it's not it's not flat screen Uh, and if it was warm he would check the TV guy to see what was on and if it was something he disapproved of he would beat her yeah what the fuck man that's 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 craziness It's, it's
1: great depth to uh to control someone. That's. Yeah, man. That's it's crazy. Like
0: very, very far to try to control someone.
1: I don't know. It just. Uh, and there's no way you're a happy person because you're always looking to. You're
0: always to like. Because in his mind, somebody. he's like. In his mind, this is something that like bothers him. So he's like. I'm sure he's anxious at times about it. You know what I mean? Right. But wherever he was coming from, it could have been a five minute drive. It could have been a 25 minute drive.
1: He spent that drive thinking about checking that TV.
0: Yeah, he's stressing I mean, out
1: about it. Like every every waking hour of every day, like is spent trying to uh, create new and improved ways to to live your life the way you want it to, and you're also spending a lot of time trying to cover up your tracks. So it just sounds it like extremely exhausting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it does. But even when she got pregnant again, the beatings got worse for her, which is. Also insane, yeah. Um, she would say he did. She would say she didn't want to do something because she was sick and she was tired, which makes perfect sense because when Elsa was pregnant, she was sick and tired all the time, right? Uh, but when she said she didn't want to do something, he would punch her in the mouth. Yeah. And this was around the time he worked at the Cosmo Plastics factory, and I guess they weren't making enough money there, so they moved into Grimalda's father's house to save money. And even this didn't stop her. Stop him from beating her and locking her in the house.
1: Well, I mean, abuse often stems from a lack of income or, you know.
0: Frustration.
1: I mean, well, yeah. Given it's still not a good reason. Frustration is attached to poverty. I mean, it's, you know, you have a lot of hardships. And uh, a lot of people uh, turn that into aggression. Right. So...
0: But he would continue beat her, and her family would even take notice, but Grimilda told them to stay out of it, and they were like, mm, okay, like, no, man, like, you should step in, whether she's telling you to stay out of it or not, like, it's wrong regardless. Mm-hmm. So, on January 13th, 1983, Angie was born, but Kasher was, like, super weird about her. Like, when people wanted to see the baby, they w- he wouldn't let anyone hold her or touch her or anything like that. Yeah, which, yeah, I mean, he kept her pretty private. I was I was like that about Noah, but I mean, it's like, you know, put some hand sanitizer on or wash your hands and, you know, now you can hold him. I'm not weird to the point where it's like, no, don't touch him. Right, right. Like, I want you to be clean. You get sick really easy. He's a baby. Yeah,
1: I don't really. That's one of the little fun facts about him that I can't really. It's hard for me to try to understand. Like, I don't know why I did that.
0: Yeah, it just doesn't. I mean.
1: I mean, he was still letting the family see the baby. It's just that but he wouldn't let anyone hold No him. physical contact, yeah. But maybe it's, that's what it was. A, I mean, physical contact uh, is... Maybe he was
0: afraid somebody was going to beat her like he was beat or something. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's really kind of crazy to try to get into the mind of this guy.
1: I think physical contact creates bond.
0: And I think that's what he was maybe trying to prevent. Is someone else bonding with her because he wanted to bond with her?
1: Yeah, you know, the older she gets, you know, she you know remembers a certain person or wants to talk to a certain relative or, you know, and yeah. it just it creates problems for for him later, I suppose. But he's, I mean, you know, neighbors had even reported seeing like when she was younger. I mean, he would play with her in the front yard.
0: I mean, it his daughter. No, this that you're thinking of. um the baby he has with uh Amanda Barry. no,
1: oh, this is later on, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, this is where this is him with the baby with Grimilda this That's right. is like he was abusive to his kids, okay. he did not care for them, hmm. but you're on the right track though, yeah, yeah okay, I was just
1: jumping ahead, I guess,
0: so he got fired from the Cosmo plastics factory right and he went on welfare. Mm-hmm. Which seems like something he would hate, you know what I mean? Like, he seems like the kind of person that would, like, not... Right. ...like people on welfare. So... Well, maybe he used, that's why he
1: was another reason why he was so miserable. He hated what he had become.
0: He hated himself. Good, he should, because I hate him, too. Oh. So, he... <laughs> he used Grimilda's food stamps to buy cocaine. Sweet. Which, I didn't know you could use food stamps Can for you that. Can you
1: cash those in? Like...
0: I don't think you can anymore. Maybe back then you could. I've never had food stamps, so I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I've lived a pretty okay privileged life.
1: Man, I teeter. I'm like right at the bottom of the middle class. I stay poor, but I make too much for welfare. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah. (laughs) So
0: he he even beat his son Ariel Jr. because he would try to protect his mother from Ariel Senior, which makes sense. That's common. That's a normal thing. Castro later got a driving job at Kumba Motors, and they moved to 9719 Denison Ave with his family and got even more violent. Uh, So if you're in Cleveland, hit it up, 9719 Denison Ave. I want to see that place too. Send me all the pictures you got. All of them. We probably don't even have listeners in Cleveland, but that'd be sick if we did. Dude, if we don't, you need to move to Cleveland. If you are listening, Gentry, I'm talking to you. Move to move Cleveland. Move to Cleveland so you can go see these places and send us pictures of them. I hear it, I hear it's beautiful. Don't get into any cars with any strange people. Well, you know, Even if they say they have puppies.
1: Yeah, I mean, you don't have to hang out with anybody. Just move to Cleveland so we can have a Cleveland listener.
0: Yeah, and then, you know, we're all good after that. Right. Change your entire life for us, please. Please. So, 9719 Denison Ave was. He got even more violent there, yeah. and Grimilda would end up in the hospital so much that the staff knew her and didn't want to let her grow, go home. He broke her nose. He shattered her rib. He hit her with a metal bar and put her in the hospital again. He even gave her brain damage. He hit her so hard in the eye, he caused permanent nerve damage. Yeah. Like, this dude is beating the fuck out of her. The abuse is pretty
1: extensive.
0: Yeah, dude. And it gets fucking, like, it gets worse. So, and for some reason, I feel I do not believe that the sex between them was consensual because they're still having kids. He's beating the fuck out of her. There's no way that their sex was consensual.
1: Well, no, I think I think at first it was fought, uh, and then after a while, I mean,
0: she kind of just gave in. You just kind just, of like, succumbed to the do.
1: abuse. Yeah, it's like so, sometimes it's just easier to give in. I think in her situation. It's likely that she thought that. way. I mean, where are you gonna go? You're chained to a fucking wall. You know what I mean? Like, you just get a kick and scream to where it just pisses him off, and your your situation gets even worse than you thought it couldn't. Right. So I'm, you know, I I, I would I would if I was a betting man, I would say that it wasn't long before she was just numb to the uh, to the abuse. To everything. Yeah.
0: So. Um, Also in this house is where she would give birth to uh, their second daughter in January 1988, Emily Lizette. Mm -hmm. And then uh, soon after this, Castro was fired from his job and in December 1990, he applied to be a bus driver. And also in September 1990, Arlene was born. So now they have four kids. Right. And still four. And still pretty poor, yeah. So still in between jobs. It's like, dude, like how? Like, well, he, he just, applies to be a bus driver. So yeah, he's but he getting just wasn't somewhere.
1: Stable, you know. Like there was no stability no, in that it's,
0: house. It's insane, dude. And then after Arlene was born, he started f- he forced a miscarriage on Grimilda because he didn't want any more children. <laughs> Get make the your, then you need to up your fucking pullout game dude like well that's absolutely true uh, pullout game's weak as fuck man I don't
1: know man people like making babies they don't really care much for raising them
0: yeah well that's why you gotta have a good pullout game dude mine obviously wasn't good one time so now I have a baby no, I'm just kidding well, neither, <laughs> I'm neither, kidding neither of neither was his uh, <laughs> I'm totally kidding we won no, last time
1: well I I, I, uh, I don't think there's uh much of a a planned parenthood these days i think i think everyone is usually shocked nowadays now being shocked that you're pregnant and not wanting a baby are two different things i mean you can be shocked and be like what the fuck i was not ready for this and
0: still i was shocked when we found out we were pregnant
1: well yeah i I think that's the norm now people like to fuck
0: but i wasn't no one likes to use condoms And birth control, you know, I wasn't, they
1: don't stay re- regular, so it just it makes it more likely for them to get pregnant.
0: Just I wasn't like, oh no, way. we're having a baby. I was like, oh shit, we're having a baby. Like I was excited, you know what I mean? I wasn't like, right? I was upset. I was just a surprise.
1: Yeah. No, I don't think that's the reaction that Castro was getting.
0: So about two years later, April 29th, nineteen ninety two. Aero Castro bought the infamous 2207 Seymour Ave for the handsome price of $12,000. Crazy Not bad for cheap. a fucking house. Yeah. Yeah, that, dude. This is what the – Two-story house, five bedrooms, just one bathroom. What well, year you know, was this? This was
1: 1992.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah, man. That's – But it wasn't in a good area. You know what I mean? It wasn't like in a good neighborhood. Wow. Wow. But five bedrooms, just one bathroom, two stories, and a 760-square-foot basement, which uh, is going to be bad for other people. Good for him, though. Uh, good for immediately, him. Great, great immediately... Great for him. Yeah. Good, I mean, from his perspective, that's a great thing. I mean, things from could not be If you ask the better. girls, it's bad. <laughs> yeah. If you were to take a poll... Uh, of people, you know, that lived in that home, it was bad.
1: Right? No, the basement was the find of a century. If you're asking, yeah, you're for him. yeah.
0: So immediately he started installing padlocks on all the doors, and basically made the basement a dungeon. And he even soundproofed it. You know how much you have to want something soundproof to soundproof. It? Have you do you know the price of foam? Yeah. to put on the walls. Dude, I'm in my closet recording this right now because I don't want to spend the fucking money. No,
1: no, I have uh, drums are set up in the living room, and I don't—I got nothing soundproof because I don't want to. Yeah, talk man, about it. like
0: you have to really want something to be soundproof yeah. to fucking do it. But I mean, that might have been cheaper back then. I don't know. But he made fourteen twenty-two an hour as a bus driver. Obviously, he did get the job, uh, and I—that and was pretty good do, in the early '90s. Yeah, because I did the you know inflation calculation. And that would mean he's making twenty four ninety an hour in today's money. Yeah,
1: with benefits. That's a shitload
0: of money with benefits, man. That's a shitload of money for a bus driver to fucking drive some kids around and then go home and then come back and pick them up later. Fuck, man. Yeah. What's what? great? Um. But not all was well in the Castro household because in nineteen ninety six, Grimilda left him taking custody of all four children.
1: Which you think would be a godsend from his standpoint because he just
0: didn't want his kids. But no, I guess he fucking did want them.
1: He was just so bad at it. Why did he. Like, yeah, he just. He should have been thrilled. He's
0: bad at being a father. He should not want to be a father. Uh, But he still would, like, threaten her. Like, he'd call her, threaten her, show up at the house, all kinds of crazy shit. Right. And he became obsessed with uh, sadomasochist porn, which makes a whole lot of sense given how he treats. the girls in his captivity right um and he when nilda lived with him he was using her basically to just you know for his sexual pleasure as often as he pleased and nine times out of ten against her will which is what we talked about a little while ago but without her in the picture anymore he was eager to find a replacement and this is when he decided to go full crazy and kidnap a girl for use as a sex slave.
1: Well, there was no need to censor his behavior anymore. She was No, I
0: mean once she left he was free Rome. You yeah. Know, like he was good to go. It's like when John Wayne Gacy's wife left him, he just started fucking murdering boys off of like fucking crazy. Right. I mean they really she really, you know, she took the reins off. Is that an expression? That's an expression, right?
1: Yeah, I guess you could say he, she took the reins. Let the, the reins go. Let, let them go. Just let she the reins go.
0: She let the reins go. She took off his saddle, let, took the thing out of his mouth, and he was, you know, a free man. Yeah. Dressed as a horse. But that's actually where we're going to stop for this episode because um, we don't want it to be, you know, too much information for you guys. I know you guys have lives. You can't sit here and listen to us talk for two fucking hours. Yeah, yeah. You're probably already at work. You probably already turned this off, actually. <laughs> You're probably like, "Fuck, man, these guys are going on and on." I don't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah, dude, I get didn't that. they do this episode already? Fuck this! I've been sitting in the
1: parking lot for ten minutes. Okay, I got to go inside. <laughs>
0: They're not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we'll uh, we'll be do these a little bit more frequently since we have all the information already. So we'll be back next week with uh, part two, which is where we're gonna go over uh, the girls. And such, at least one of the girls.
1: Well, hopefully we can For wrap sure. it up next week.
0: We'll see where we're at. We yeah. got a lot of more shit to cover. There's a lot of shit, but you know, quite a bit. Um, so you can follow me on Instagram at how the Dog Chill. Same on Twitter. You can follow the podcast's Twitter at MJC Podcast uh leave us a review if you like the podcast if you have some nice stuff to say if you don't have anything nice to say uh don't fucking put anything cause you're gonna know, fuck man. up our ratings just keep your mouth shut if you
1: don't have anything i to say i want to read it
0: no then yeah, email yeah. it to johnny do not post it on there i don't want to see it i don't like constructive criticism <laughs> this is a good podcast i
1: like to know what i I need to do better at
0: no if you guys have anything to say post it on there i don't care you're not gonna hurt my feelings um but if you have nice things to say that's great too because you can always uplift my spirits yeah. And Johnny's as well. I'll send it to him, because he he doesn't have social media. Well, he does, but he doesn't use it. Right. Well, my spirits are always lifted, so... Oh, yeah. They're always high in the sky. Well, like someone took the reins off, and you're a free horse now. Someone took the reins. They took the reins, and they let them off. I'm rainless. Um, yeah, so let us know what you guys think. Send us some uh, stuff on Twitter, or you know, reviews and stuff like that. So we know what we're doing. If we're doing it good, we're doing it bad, let us know.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Because you guys are pretty fucking quiet. So I'm just assuming that you guys all love it. Yeah, man.
1: No one said anything. A few of you
0: come back every week. Just you and me just jib-jabbing away. Jib-jabbing away. All right, man. Well, uh, we will catch you guys next week. Later. Bye.